to the second episode of Throwdown Thursday. This is the podcast where we analyze and talk about characters that we love and also hate. We talk about their influence in comics, televisions, films, and other media. You will also be debating how we feel about them. It's going to be a mass debate. Please, no. That was awful. We went blue right away. (sighs) I'm... I'm just going to say this. I'm, looking I'm just for talking new, about I'm, audience participation. I'm looking what for are a you new thinking? co I, I'm looking for a new co-host. Anybody out there? Anybody want to help me out? All right. Well, I'm Agent Nicole. I am Ironborn. I'm the lady of Comic-Cons, the Wardeness of Geekdoms, the Khaleesi of Random Fun Facts, and possibly the love child of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. And mm. I am joined with my co-host, who is the angriest nerd around, He's contributed to multiple podcasts. Um, I'm also a detriment to a couple of them as well. <laughs> He's a Jedi I in am. training. I, and you write some awesome stuff. I try. Pat Ray not, Hall. I did not write this intro, by the way. No, you didn't. I am so sorry, everybody, if we still have listeners, that this isn't the best, but... Yeah, if, if you're still sticking around after episode one, thank you for coming yes, back. Seriously, thank you, thank you. I am I'm throwing Nicole into the fire. This is only <laughs> the second show she's ever done, and I'm making her host. Yes, you're, this is torture. I am not. I am not uh, th- putting her in the water to see if she can swim. I am throwing her <laughs> off a cliff to see if she can fly. This wouldn't be the first time. You know? I have never thrown you off a cliff before. No, but it's not the first time that I've been thrown off stuff. But anyways, we also have our awesome producer, Johnny Wolfenstein. Who is texting way over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back for number two. Although, uh, I guess I kind of have to be, right? Yeah. Whether I have a choice or not. I mean, you could get me to do this stuff, but it won't be very good. <laughs> I'd be ruining everything <laughs> yeah I, I well I you didn't throw up on on the equipment the first episode know, so that's good but i'm sweating well it so is much. it no. is really hot in here <laughs> no no i already told her she is not allowed to complain about this because when i called her and told her i was like listen wolfie wolfie told me it's very hot in the studio i'm well you aware said, it's hot in the I, studio. To, I, I visited uh the philippines and uh i'm used to it so <laughs> i'm sure it's not gonna well, be hot i just at all. ran up the stairs to get back up here to start our recording so shut up i don't want to i told you you're not allowed oh, to complain. shut up patrick just shut up that's going to be her catchphrase shut up patrick yes all right well we can do that um so what are we going to talk about this week Nicole? we are going to talk about celine from the underworld series that is um played by kate beckinsale are you ready I, I i think uh kate beckinsale is a nice looking lady she uh, is and she's uh, she's one of those she's in her forties, but she's still looking good. I think like that's the the new thing. You know, used to be that you know, once actors got into their forties and fifties, they were replaced by younger actors. But as we're I seeing know. more and more and more, you know, people are you know with different you know types of like electric hat and like monkey placenta, they're <laughs> able to stay young longer and look young longer. So and I can't know, believe you just said placenta. Well, you just said it too, so clearly it's not that hard to believe. But I, the things that come out of your mouth, I wonder. Well, you know, what I was going to say is, you know, my, my lovely wife, Mrs. Ashes Von Nightmare, is, you know, a, a huge proponent of, you know, these, these actors and actresses that are getting older and still mm-hmm. looking amazing. Uh, her number one is uh, Helen Mirren, who oh my gosh. was a, a total smoke show as, as, a, as a young younger woman and today is still... Fine as wine. Mm-hmm. Finest wine. Well, all right. Um, so we don't we don't have any uh, any interesting things about each, to ask yeah, each other this no, week we don't. because we did that last week. We don't have any guests. I mean, I could ask you some random questions. Yeah, why do you not? guys want me to ask you questions? Oh, just come up with some off the top of my head. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, let's change it up a little bit. All right, so you guys can just you know you can answer at the same well maybe not at the same time but you know you can you can that would be bedlam piggyback on each other's answers or one of you can take it whichever and uh, I guess my first question is why did you guys want to do this podcast initially? Patsy told me to. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've always been a nerd. I've been a closet nerd. My entire life, and recently, um, some really good friends found out that I had some love for all nerd stuff, and I happened to run into Patrick, and I didn't turn around and walk away. I should have not at first, you, like literally ran into him. 
I don't know. Did I run into you? Probably Almost, with a cart. Yeah. yeah. We, used <laughs> to, we used to work together at a uh, certain uh, retail chain that I will not name, but its logo is a bullseye. Yeah. That's how we met. And um, we just shared a lot of the same things. We shared a lot of nerd talk. And um, I unfortunately switched jobs and I see Patrick every day instead of every other week. And <laughs> it just got worse, and we just worse as, and I get to talk to him more about nerd stuff, which is awesome because I don't. It's I, worse, but it's awesome. That sounds like one of Nick's rating systems. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> really? Don't don't do that. No. Uh, well, I really wanted to do a podcast ever since I uh, got on to episode sixty-eight of Trick or Treat Radio, <laughs> which I reference constantly. Plugging. Well. I re- I had a fucking blast that show. I'd never done a show before. I had no idea what to expect. That was actually and the first episode of Trick or Treat Radio I l- ever listened to. Because he made you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I had an absolute blast. And then, you know, when, when Dynamo started Elm Street Kids and told me he wanted me to be on the show now and then, um, you know, I had a blast with that. Like, I found that the podcasting community is just full of uh, a bunch of awesome, awesome people, and everybody has so much to contribute, Yeah, and I wanted to be a part of that, so I was like trying to come up with something that hadn't been done, um, and you know, I came up with this character thing and the, the throwdown uh, aspect of it, and kind of put them together, and you know, like I said, with Nicole, you know, I, we had worked together at the uh, Bullseye-related <laughs> uh, uh, Emporium. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, man, this, this girl is way too smart. And the, <laughs> the job that I was also working, my full-time job, uh, was hiring. And I suggested Nicole, and she got brought on, and she's been an awesome addition to, to the team. And, you know, we do get to talk about different nerd things all the time. We go to, to cons together. Yes, we do. Did you get a referral bonus? No. Oh, that's not for me. That's you. No, I I, uh, I got to keep my job. <laughs> I well, I guess been, that's a bonus because you know I was putting myself on the line. I was like, hey, you gotta you gotta hire this 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 girl. You know, she's really good. And they're like, I don't know. If I know. She sucks. You're out the door right behind her. That actually didn't happen. But so I guess next question is: since the show is called Throwdown Thursday, mm-hmm. where did that concept come from? Yeah, that's Patrick's question. I don't know. Well, I uh, I thought it sounded good, and it was alliterative. Um, you don't like alliteration. Oh, I hate alliteration. <laughs> uh, alliteration, alliteration is always, always uh, angering uh, all the people. Um, I kept calling it throwback Thursday for the longest time, and then you yelled at me. You even yelled at me through text message saying, it is not throwback. It is no, throwdown. This, this is not a social media movement on Instagram. This is important, life-altering discussion about <laughs> things that never existed. Okay? Um, but no, I, I, I thought it sounded cool, and I actually got the idea from the whole throwback Thursday. I was like, throwback Thursday is lame. I want to do throwdown Thursday. And, you know, I started it on Facebook with, you know, last year yeah. with some, you know, random fights and things. And then I kind of, you know, I, I noticed that there was no show on the Grand Guignol Network on Thursdays. And I was like, wow, this works out really well. <laughs> However, I did have backups in case uh, in case Wolfie decided, you know what, we're not going to put you on Thursday. We already have a spot there. <laughs> uh, it was going to be Smackdown Saturday. So there's a little insight into the uh, the biz, as they say. Actually, nobody says that, but just you, just me. It's gonna catch on, though. No, it's not. What if uh, I don't know? Like, what if I said Monday for the uh, hell of it? Like, doubled up with Unchained Melee Monday. Oh, okay. Massive slap brown. What, what about Monday? Wednesday? Wednesday. Uh, hmm. Whip your ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoop ass Wednesday. There we go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Whoop ass Wednesday. What about Friday? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fighting Friday, Friday fights, Friday night fights. Uh, that was, uh, was too too much fun to put you on the spot. You did good though. <laughs> Yay! I tried. So okay, well that's uh, actually we edited this four hundred times to get the good answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, those are two very good questions to ask. I awesome. think you guys thank you answered that. them admirably. Thank you. Thank you. Well. Um, Listeners, if you ever want to contribute to the show, please, please, please send emails, voicemails, anything through our email address, which is throwdownthursdaypodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, if you're looking for us on Facebook, uh, I don't know the handle yet. Do you know what it is, Patrick? For the Facebook group? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's been up for over a week at this point. I know. I'm sorry. It's the Throwdown Thursday podcast okay. Facebook group. Oh, you think I didn't know? Stop trying to put me on the spot like you like you didn't know that already. I didn't. But yeah, we love to hear from you guys. We're on we're on Twitter as yes, well. Yes, Twitter. You're at Patrick Ray Hall yep. and I'm at Nick Tompkins and I C T O M P K I N S. Um, you can also find us by searching Agent Nicole or Patsy the Angry Nerd. Yes, or if you are all about Facebook stalking, I'm sure you can find us in one of the uh uh podcast community chat rooms whatever it is <laughs> facebook comp <laughs> i don't know fan interaction board, yes. i believe uh, yeah. that's what that's what you call it uh, yeah there, wolfie yeah that, that you know that's what we call it sure <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you can also uh you know send us send us your emails your voicemails your comments on the show yes uh, give us your your uh your thoughts on our assessment of the characters each week give us your thoughts on uh you know who who is battling who? As we said last week, uh, the voting at this point is is closed. But uh, last week was the battle between Ellen Ripley and Leia Organa. We're not going to give you the the answer the, to that. We're yeah, not give you the result. That was a hard one. That was. Uh, I know who I voted for. I um, am. Yeah, I know what I. I know who I picked. Yeah, don't don't tell anybody. I you know. I know. It's a secret. I know. I'm just. I'm not going to do well. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it's hard you, keeping the secret, so I will, I will I admit that. But also, let us know through uh, iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Or a one-star review. Just no, give us a review. five. Five. So we can get noticed more for the, our, our wonderful network. Well, I don't want people to lie on, on, on our behalf. Like, I want you to vote your heart. Like, you know, if you think we're awesome, you know, as people, then, you know... Give us a five star rating. Yes. All right. If you don't like our 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 uh, thoughts and opinions, you don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but as long as you think the show is good, just give us a five star rating. Yes. That's, that's all we ask. And we're also on Stitcher Radio and Google Play. Yes. So uh, there's multiple ways to get in. If you give us a five star rating, there is a chance that we will send you a check for forty dollars. Where is that money coming from? Well, no, there's a chance. Like, you have to be the lucky person. So, uh... It's coming out of Patrick's wallet, not mine. Uh, checks will not be honored, by the way. <laughs> uh, they will be third-party, out-of-state checks. Uh, so, if you get it, it's really more of a ceremonial thing. <laughs> Don't do that. I, <laughs> Don't do that. Well, it's it's called a plug. Like, you, you, what you do is, like, you get people to kind of... Oh, oh. Are we still recording? Like, oh, shit. Um, yeah! <laughs> Hooray! People win things. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll have contests at some point. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't know if I have anything. Anybody? I feel wants. like we need a disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> uh, do not listen to Patsy because yes. uh, every everything he says about a contest is inaccurate. Yeah. No, I mean eventually, like you know, we'll do. If, <laughs> eventually, if we get more than two <laughs> listeners. Fifteen years from now, you may or may not get a forty dollars check. Listen, yeah. I need time to save up for forty dollars. Oh God. Do you know how much money it costs to keep my wife from, like, leaving me all the time? I know. She's going to leave you for Tom Hiddleston. Every time I do something stupid, I have to buy her a present. Which is every day. Exactly. Like, we need to move into a bigger house just to to have room for all the the screw-up presents. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been to my house, so you know, like, every wall and every shelf is just covered with I finally went to your house. I invited Nicole to my birthday party (laughs) last year, and she's like, sorry I didn't make it. I fell asleep. I really did. I fell asleep. Because that was more exciting than coming to my birthday party. Sleep. We all need sleep. I needed my sleep. And so I, I... That sounds like a lame-ass excuse to I me. picked sleep over your birthday party. And I'm sorry. that just tells you everything you need to know about Nicole. So don't invite Nicole to your birthday because she'll just take a nap. And uh, I, I will say, though, she did give me a present. Yeah, I gave you a present. She did give me a present. I think it was more because she felt bad for not showing up. Uh, no, because it was really nice. It was a nice present. and I, It was. It, I, I agree that it was a nice present. It, it felt your theme of the party of this year. It also would have been... Oh no, I'm talking about last year. Even though you didn't show up, you still gave me a present. I did? Yeah. You gave me uh, the Funko uh, version of... Uh, John Snow. John oh, Snow. yes, I did. Oh, Castle yeah. Black John Snow. Wow. I, see, I didn't remember that. Wow. I'm really slacking. I need more sleep. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. I knew you'd turn it back on that. I think we're ready for a break. I think so, too. <laughs> Before I, Patsy gets in any more trouble. Yeah. yeah. I already have to buy three presents. Make it four. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Deuce bad eggs. This is Johnny Wolfenstein, the general manager of the Extra Dimensional Wildebeest from the Outside Corner Fantasy Baseball Podcast, and you are listening to Agent Nicole and Patsy, the angry, angry, really, really angry nerd (laughs) on the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I sorry it took me long. I really love that song. It's really really good. Rocky's talented. He what is. Can you say? Thank I you know. again, Rocky, for uh, providing us with some uh, coming back from break music. Yeah, sorry, I was uh, slacking on that. I mean, if it was me, like you know, I tried to compose a song. It would basically be like you know, banging like uh, uh, taking a saucepan full of change and shaking it around because that's a just, li- that's the limit of my musical ability. And then you'd be just ranting and being angry. Just you know what? Now you're now you're making me want to record that. Please don't. I'm going to record a rant while you won't. I shake I won't make a saucepan full of change. No, you won't. I will. No, you won't. I will. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about Underworld, and the character we're going to talk about is Celine. So, um, have you seen this film? I have seen this film multiple times. I've seen uh, two of the three films. I There's think. four. What's the fourth one? Oh, no, I haven't seen the fourth one. And there's a fifth coming out I in know, uh, October. I, yeah, I'm excited for that. I've seen I've seen two of the four. I have not seen uh, the most recent two, The Rise of the Lichens. And yeah, the, with Michael Sheen. And what was the last one? The Awakening, where Awakening. she comes back. I have not seen either of those. I have not seen the Awakening one, but... But I have seen the, the first two, and uh, so that's the character arc we're going to Yeah, we're going to talk about Celine for, for this uh, So, this um, if you have not seen any of the films, this is a big spoiler alert. Just letting everyone know. So, go and watch these, the films. These films came out, you know, over 10 years ago. Yeah, so, so, you know, I feel like, you know, a spoiler warning, that's like, you know, ruining the end of, you know, Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. I mean, you know, y- you've had 10 years, you know, I mean, I know there's etiquette when it comes to how long you wait to reveal a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally feel that once it's been on, uh, you know, Blu-ray or DVD or, or video on demand, uh, and you can kneel before Vod. Um, I know I'm stealing other people's lines, but they're they're popular and people like them, and that is how you become popular by doing exactly what everyone so else does. So stealing. So that's the message: to it's be not popular, you're going to steal. It's borrowing. It's an homage. Not a ripoff. Oh, jeez. All right. I'm going to interject before people get mad at your angry ranting. It's too late. Um, but no, it, 
we're going to talk about these two movies, so there are going to be some major plot points because yes. they they apply to the, the the arc of the character in these two films. Yeah, there's a lot of growth and development between the two films with Celine of Underworld, and the third film really doesn't. Uh, it's a prologue of the prequel. A prequel, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's a prequel to you know uh, it gives you the backstory of uh, the Lycans view. The Lycans, which uh, if you don't know, this is uh, a movie about. The ancient war between werewolves and vampires. Yes. So, uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um. I, well, I have some. I did. I did prepare for this one because I did choose Celine from Underworld. Yeah, this was her choice. This, I chose Godzilla. She chose Celine for I, the first two shows. Well, I thought when we started this um, show, we were talking mostly about females, but then you kind of change it up on me. So. Well, who says Godzilla? We aren't. Listen, we talked about Godzilla <laughs> last week, and there's a chance that Godzilla is a female. We don't know, but. No, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. No, I'm no, no, no. I know. Chose because th- the way we look at our show is we are genreless. Yes, yeah, there are going to be characters from every facet of media. Uh, we do not discriminate. They could be good guys, bad guys. They could be background characters that you feel are important. Yes, you know when we're going to do some Game of Thrones we discussions l- at yes. some point. And I am so I can't wait could, for that. It could be some background character that you've never heard of unless you've really read the books in depth. Yes. Um, it's just how we feel about these characters. So, All right, so I'll, I'll start. You, you want to go first? I, I'll, I'll start. All so right. Celine made her first appearance in tw- uh, 2003. Actress Kate Beckinsale played Celine. Um, she almost didn't get the role because they were too... She didn't have a lot of action involved. Um, she's done a lot of Shakespearean uh, films, John, uh, Jane Austen films, and they were kind of skeptical that she would be a good Celine. Um, so they were worried that because she, you know, specified mainly in, you know, like period pieces yes. and, and Shakespearean plays that she couldn't pull off the stunts and the, the fighting scenes. Yeah, this was something out of her comfort zone. I listened to a few of her intervie- interviews about it. Um, this was a risk. She took a risk and they really liked it. Um, it originated by comic book writer um, Len Wiseman and Danny McBride with Len Wiseman becoming the director of two of the films who actually became her, uh, got married to Kate. Her husband. Her ex-husband now. Well, he became her husband. Yeah. He was always on the lookout for a future yes. ex-Mrs. Wiseman. There was Wiseman. a little bit of a love triangle in the underworld because uh, Michael Sheen, who plays... Uh, I can't. His, I can't remember his name. Um, Lucian. Oh it? yeah, Lucian. Yes, yep. they had. Um, they his were in first a, name is Paul. Paul Lucian. <laughs> they were um, together for a very long time, and then Len Wiseman s- scooped up uh, Kate Beckinsale, and yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. I know that is. Um, so we are introduced to Celine. She is a vampire death dealer, which um, means she was a hitman for the vampires. Um, it is in Budapest, Hungary, where the film is set. She's the main protagonist. Uh, so we're going to talk about those two. Um, so when we see Celine, she's a young vampire. She's about 121 years old. But what, is, what does she look like? When was she? Uh... She looks like she's 24. Yeah, she, so she's aged. She's aged quite nicely, like like Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, so throughout her whole life as a death dealer, she's been told that lichens are bad. There's a war between vampires and lichens, or aka werewolves. And she's been told by the elders of the coven that her family was demolished by these lichens. So she's out for revenge and blood. And we do see her. Um, about to go for an attack on these lichens and the she realizes that there is this man that they're stalking and so she follows follows her gut instincts and wonders why they're stalking him so and then uh Patsy want to add anything to it yeah um you know kind of to to piggyback on on your thing like we see her she's just kind of like hanging out on a gargoyle, which is actually what they used for the uh, the box art of the uh, home release. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of like standing there in the rain in a, in a you know tight leather outfit with a long trench coat looking cape type ensemble. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically like they took all the leftover costumes from the Matrix uh, <laughs> trilogy and they just threw them on some vampires and werewolves. And, you know, of course, she's got to start off with like talking a little bit about her history. There's like an inner monologue thing going on. Yeah. And the thing I really like about this character is she is 100% dedicated 
to what her cause is because she's been told about this over and over yeah, and over. Yeah, she's brainwashed to be told that the lichens are bad. These are the people that destroyed her family. And she was saved by one of the elders. His name is Victor, Victor. played by Bill Nye. I love him. Not Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye, which you might have rec- you might recognize him from uh, Shaun of the Dead. He plays Philip. You also uh, probably have seen him as uh, Davy Jones in the latter two... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the the second and third with Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. Those yeah. two. Um, yeah, he played Davy Jones in that. And um, oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. Well, he Celine <laughs> uh, is stalking this guy uh, because she knows that there are there are werewolves around, but the werewolves don't seem to really care. It's like her and a couple other death dealers. Mm-hmm. Werewolves don't really seem to to care that there are vampires around. Either they're not paying attention because they're so focused on this one specific guy, mm-hmm. uh, played by Scott Speedman. And uh, I know uh, Dynamo's special lady friend is a very big fan of Mr. Scott Speedman. She uh, mentioned that to us many, many times. He's he's aging very well, looking very good. I originally thought that he was uh, the lead singer of Creed because they look very similar. But uh, it turns out I was incorrect. I thought wow, they were the same you dude. were wrong about something? Uh, yeah, yeah, prior to that, the only time that I was wrong was when I thought I made a mistake. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, getting back to Celine, we we see her uh, her character. She's very uh, driven, yes, by her hatred for this for the lichens, for the lichens. And um, you know, there's a, she gets back to her after her mission. She gets back to the uh, the, coven. the coven, the nice fancy you know Victorian looking house, yeah, and where everybody's wearing clothes like it's eighteen. They're gonna they're gonna party like it's eighteen ninety nine. And you know, there's the, the the guy who's in charge. While the Craven, yeah, which is funny because Craven is also uh, a synonym for coward. Really? Um, yeah. Which I kind of don't like when movies kind of give a character a specific name that really describes. It's like you know, like oh, I'm the hero, Johnny McAwesome Pants. You know. <laughs> Freddie McShoot everyone like that's kind of dumb yeah like, Johnny McAwesome Pants is my nickname well yeah but you, know, <laughs> you have many nicknames yes and some awesome don't pants. we all <laughs> yeah that's true and um, we do see the interaction between Celine and Craven and we see that Craven is a uh dick he, yeah, he's a dick. There you go. Craven yeah. is uh, warm for his form, uh, or her form. Yeah, she is basically the vampire princess. She, Her relationship with Victor, who is one of the elders, he... He treats her like a daughter. He treats her like a daughter because he's a dick. Because oh, he's a major asshole. He's a major asshole. We've asshole. Major asshole. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we see him... Uh, just you know, wanting to have her. Just and telling her, like, you're going to do this, and you're going to be presentable. Go put on a pretty dress, because I want you to look good when you're standing at my side. And she's, and she's like, like, bitch, please, I ain't going to do that. She's like, you can go fuck yourself, because I don't want anything to do with you. And then, like, this little blonde girl's like, Erica, I, I would never talk to you like that. And he's like, I know you wouldn't. Not like, you know, I know because you are, you know... Infatuated uh, with me, and I, you're a big stalker. But because, like, I'm I'm craving. Do you know who the fuck I am? You know, and Celine is having none of his bullshit. No, she's all about business. She's not into all this political um, bullshit that is between the coven. Uh, yeah, because Craven's Craven's deal with her is like you know one of the old, like the way uh, back in like the 1400s and shit, like where there were marriages set up to increase the power mm-hmm. of the kingdom. Like, we're going to marry this noble to this noble because then we'll be twice as strong. Yeah. You know, and that's that's his deal. He's like, oh, if you were at my side, we'd be unstoppable. And she's like, I don't like you. Like, take a and hint. That and he's makes, like, that, that makes just makes want- me want you more. Yeah, which is really not a way to impress a girl. Like, you know, he's got this perfectly nice looking girl. I mean, granted, she's not a, 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 a an assassin, a death dealer. And she doesn't look good in latex. I mean, I don't know. We never see it, but she probably doesn't look good in latex. But, you know, she's got this perfectly nice little blonde girl that, you know, chases after him like a puppy the whole time. Yeah, she does. And so... We start to see Celine questioning things when, you know, she's given orders. Um, 
Things aren't adding up. Yeah, when they have their fight with the lichens, she recovers some of the ammunition that the lichens were using, mm-hmm. and it's basically got um, ultraviolet, ultraviolet, like an ultraviolet liquid. Yeah. Uh, so that when the bullet impacts, the ultraviolet light leaks into uh, the the uh, the vampire yeah. and kills them. So yeah. even if you hit him in the shoulder, you're going to get this allergic reaction to sunlight. And we do see with Celine. Granted, yes, she is all about business. She does care about her fellow death dealers because there is one that she doesn't find. His name is Nathaniel in the film, and he's the one who was taking the photographs. And um, during the scene with Craven and I don't remember the other guy's name, where they're talking about the bullets, she's wondering, I need to go back. We need to do a search party. This is important. And Craven's just saying, no, like we have other business to attend to. We have an elder that's returning and we're going to set up another elder. Amelia. Uh, yeah, Amelia. Yeah, the, the elders would take turns like one of them would sleep for a century because they were so old. They couldn't just walk around freely all the time. They would need to rest and go into a state of hibernation. Yeah. And there were big ceremonies and feasts and festivals where they would, you know, one person would go into the ground. The next one would come up. Um but the thing with, you know, when you start to suspect that, you know, Celine doesn't buy Craven's bullshit is when they're like, hey, here's this new weapon that's designed specifically to, to kill, kill vampires. Yeah. And for the for centuries, the the werewolves have been fighting us essentially in their their werewolf state and, you know, being able to kill us that way. Now, all of a sudden, they have this advanced technology and Craven's like, eh, probably not a big deal. They probably steal it from somebody. Go put on a nice dress and, and look presentable. Yeah. So... That doesn't fly with Celine, and she, the um, lichens that were following Michael, um, Scott, Scott Speedman, Speedman um, she further does some more investigation because, you know, she needs to, she has gut instincts. Something is not right between the lichens, and so she goes out and tries to find him, and she does, only to get attacked by more lichens, and so she basically kind of kidnaps him try to get him to safety she's almost killed by lucian who is supposed to be dead at this point yes according to their vampire legends craven killed lucian and that is why he is in such a high seat of power so as soon as she sees lucian she's like okay something's not right and craven is full of shit Mm -hmm. i think he's in league with the with the werewolves because why else would he refuse to look into this uh this matter of them having this uh vampire killing technology yeah so she decides to uh because the the big theme of the movie is that blood contains memories mm-hmm. so you could go up to someone and say hey you know this is what i saw and it's like well you know how do i know that you really saw that you know if they taste your blood they get your blood memories so she goes and decides to wake up victor a full two centuries before he's supposed to a be century, awoken. Yeah, a yeah, century yeah century yeah because marcus was supposed to be the next one and He's pissed at her for He's breaking the rules. He's very upset for breaking the covenant. That's what he says specifically. Yeah. And she would be judged and her punished. fate. She, yeah, she would be punished and judged for her actions because after that point, she doesn't know what's going to happen to her. And you can see in that scene where she does. Family is very, very important to her. She lost her family. And the only family she does have is Victor. And he's punished basically yelling at her punishing her like you are stupid why would you do something because you have an instinct and she gives him her blood and he just can't deal with it he's like this is the memories are all messed Jumbled up, up. Yeah. yeah they're not clear i don't quite know what i'm looking at yeah and you know you this is only performed by elders you cannot be doing this you're still young because she in this film she is 121 and some of these other guys are several centuries old like six seven hundred years old yes and so she is basically taken back to her room where she does she get slapped in this and that scene or is that in the yeah craven smacks her in the face and kind of like leaves her to be locked up and then the the blonde girl comes to let her out so she can go because she had taken uh michael she had uh, taken him and handcuffed him to a chair because lucian bit him yeah so he was going to turn into a a werewolf, and she's like, you know, he's like, what kind of place is this? She goes, oh, this is one of our safe houses where we, we you know, we torture and we get information, you know, mm-hmm. like we we shoot them, we shoot the werewolves with these silver bullets, and we have to take the bullets out before they die. And he's yeah. like, well, what do they do? What do you do once uh, they give you the information? 
And the best line of the film, she's like, we put the bullets back in. <laughs> That's true. She, and yeah, um, it's it's excellent. So now she's got to try and save him because, because he's transforming and some of the lichens have come to get him. And mm-hmm. now she's got to go fight them to get him back because they, she wants to know why he's so important and, to the lichens. And if, and and if Lucian's still there. Why is he still there? <laughs> and so towards the end of the film, you see Celine out of her comfort zone. You don't see her. You know, she's from being really straightforward, very cold. You know, everything is about business to really starting to care for this one guy that she barely even knows who saved her life, which she's grateful for. But yeah, because she was shot uh, in the confrontation, the original confrontation with the werewolves. She got shot, uh, and he pulled the bullet out, um, and she kind of passed out while they were driving. But he was able to take her to safety and. You know, he showed up at the Vampire Coven house. Yeah. And. Shit got real. In that yeah. Moment. Everybody was like, why is he here? Get rid of this human. And like, they were really pissed at her, especially Craven. Yes. Because but then he was the key to uniting. The hybrid of lichens and vampires. Because of his uh, specific bloodline. Yes. He was uh, kind of like the missing link between the two and we find out in the the second film uh, that Lucian uh, the thing that started the war like werewolves were slaves they were supposed to guard the vampires during the day Uh, we find out that Lucian was uh, in love with Victor's daughter and Victor um, and, and she was in love with him yeah and she was pregnant and Victor was so like you cannot have this super racist about it it's like mixing, if we go for like a Harry Potter thing, is like mixing purebloods with muggles. muggles. Yeah, muggles. Yeah. So it's, uh, he's super racist about it, and he's very, very upset because he views it as an abomination. So he leaves his daughter to die in the it's, sunlight yeah. and makes Lucian watch. Watch. And, and then... Um, Lucian escapes, and then there's like a huge war. Craven says that he... You know, killed him, but he really didn't. And then and when when it all happened, Victor, who is in, he has the craving for human blood, he goes into the house that Celine's from and kills off all of her family members. And then when he gets to her, he doesn't have the heart to do it because, because he reminds um, Victor. Victor's she reminds his, him, yeah, of his, of his. Yes, daughter, thank you. <laughs> the one that he killed, and yes. he's like, "Oh, I can't do anything Sonya. because I love you. You're so awesome. Just stay away from." And Craven reveals all this to her, and through she, blood memory, through blood memory, because she she doesn't believe him, and so now uh, Michael is dying after getting shot. Yeah, Craven shot him with one of the anti werewolf because they. Uh, they're master at arms. The vampire's master at arms kind of like reverse engineers the mm-hmm. bullets to inject liquid silver into, uh, you know, like so they have the liquid sunlight, the liquid uh, ultraviolet rays. Yep. Uh, he manufactures liquid silver. So, And it's actually a really awesome effect because you see as somebody gets shot, you see the silver kind of coursing through their veins. Yep, and just spewing out from their wounds. So and- he's dying. And Lucian tells her she needs to bite Michael in order to save him. And that is where the hybrid comes into full effect, where he becomes a... He's a he's, there were three brothers at the beginning. One became a werewolf, one became a, a, a vampire, and one of them, uh, the father, is, kinda, the, is the, the, the key to the yep. hybridization. So he was... Uh, a direct descendant from that bloodline, so he carried both genes. And they had gone through lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of the Corvinus family, uh, although after time his name ends up becoming Corwin, you know, it gets yeah. Americanized. Yeah. And then... Because Pri- prior to that, any time that they, you know, if someone was bitten by both, because he explicitly asked Celine, he's like, she's like, oh, you got bitten by a, vamp- uh, by a werewolf, you're going to turn into a werewolf, and he's like, what would happen if you would bite me? She's like, you'd die, because you can't... <laughs> You can't you be bitten can't by survive. both and yeah. survive because the, 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 I don't know, the enzymes, the proteins, whatever. All right. No, no, no. We're not going to the science. Don't do that. I'm not going deep into the <laughs> science, but that's what would happen. The yeah. DNA would be incompatible. It would be like if you had uh, type O blood and somebody gave you a, a transfusion of AB. Like mm-hmm. Those are not compatible and yeah. your body would reject it and you would die. And so now at this point, towards the end of the film, Celine has to kill the person who created her. 
and she does kill Victor, and now she is a traitor to the vampire community, the Covenant. And so that brings us into the second film. But it shows you how badass that uh, uh, Victor was because he was able to fight uh, Scott Speedman in his blue, super jacked, super Hybrid. exposed ribs. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. He came, he became blue with like all black. Like even the whites of his eyes turned black. His eyes were completely black, and he turned blue i don't he had big sharp teeth which you would expect he had some blueberries some, that's why he was all blue yeah he he went through the uh this is what happens when you go through the uh the wonka tour and you eat the uh the gum yep um and but yeah he was he you know victor was able to fight him off partly because you know he's stronger well not not that he was stronger like you know what's his name was more powerful than any lichen or any vampire but he was inexperienced like he'd yeah. only been like this hybrid vampire for, for like, two seconds yeah it's, it's been like five minutes it's like okay you know you're an intern so you're gonna perform your first surgery today and it's like but i haven't finished grad school yet or med school yet it's like ah, that's all right yeah and then now she's a traitor to her own kind. And both both sides hate her now. Yeah, both sides hate her. Both sides hate him. And so she's got nowhere to go. So she has to go, you know... Different safe houses. Different safe houses everywhere. to find the supplies that she needs. And that that's where we go from Underworld 2. And this is where Marcus comes into play. And he... Because at the end, if you, if you watch the, the film, um, because of what leads up to the... The second, the second movie, um, they bring the scientist that's been kind of like trying to combine the bloodlines for Lucian the whole time. They bring him in, and you know she, Celine captures him and and brings him before Victor. It was like, hey, here's my proof. Everything that I've been saying is real. Like now, you can you believe me? And he kills him. Yeah. But because he's got, uh, see the the elders are locked in vaults with their initial. Uh, above them and the way that they're brought back is blood is poured into this uh like a little vial yeah it's like a seal and it you know it it drains down through this elaborate system of tubes Mm -hmm. directly into the vampire's mouth while it's hibernating well this guy's blood ended up being spilled when victor killed him and he had werewolf dna in him and it came into and uh into uh victor um, marcus's little crypt there and now he's got all this uh this werewolf blood that he's drinking, so yeah. he becomes some kind of crazy ass bat. Bat guy. Yeah, he turns Batman. blue too, but his face looks like a bat, uh, which no, no, uh, nobody else had exhibited this ability <laughs> yet, uh, at or, or since. Like no one's exhibited this, yeah. so this is like a new thing that they invented. Yep. So he could be the antagonist in the second film, but the whole thing with Celine is like she starts off as this. You know, blindly loyal foot soldier because yes, she's, she's like, a warrior. I have nothing but Victor. I have nothing but the Coven, and these guys are the ones who killed my family. Yep. So I am going to spend all of eternity wiping them out, and I won't be happy until they're all dead. And then towards the second film, Underworld Two Evolution, you see her kind of become humanized. She's starting to fall in love. She's realizing, oh, she has boobs. She's she does sex with Scott. She does in the in the uh, trailer in Russia. Yes, like the most romantic place you could be. They were in a storage <laughs> container in Russia. Um, I mean, that's the most uh, romantic place you could possibly uh, in Russia. Yeah, there's the most romantic thing and. You know, and Scott Speedman's all like, oh, I'm super hungry. And she's like, don't go eat anything because it'll make you sick and die. Yeah. You have to eat blood. Like, that's what he's like. I don't want to eat blood. And she's like, well, you kind of have to. And he's like, I don't want to. So he doesn't. And he goes to like some diner, starts eating, I don't know, potatoes. And and he's just. And it makes him so sick. sick. And like all these cops show up to try to beat him up. And he turns blue and. Mm-hmm. You know, she has to come save him because now, you know, she's just he's stupid. Up. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and you really do see the evolution of Celine. Oh, I see what you did there. Because ah, it was Underworld Evolution. Um, you do see the evolution of Celine where she goes from brainwashed and so cold. I wouldn't say brainwashed. Well, she was kind of brainwashed. She Victor. was fed a story and she she had no reason to, uh, to, to disbelieve it. it. Yeah. yeah. And... To someone who's starting to feel emotion, to let herself be who she really is. And then towards... It gets a little... Convoluted. Yeah. Like, 
they talk about the history of the werewolves and yeah the story the story is kind of like weird but like watching this character go from you know you know she's trying to what happened to her is now she uh you know she she went through this period where she believed that you know her entire family was killed by vampires she then gets i mean by werewolves she then gets put under the protection of like the head vampire and you know when she reaches a certain age she's turned so you know because you basically you keep your your appearance and your uh your uh, the way you look when you are uh what you might call it turned into a vampire yeah like you keep that's how you look forever so they wanted to wait until she was you know old enough so that you know you don't want to have an eight-year-old vampire running around like Kirsten Dunst in um, an interview with a vampire. interview with a vampire. Yeah. yeah, because like that's creepy. Like when you try to do like you know the the, the romantic scenes. Yes. it's like I know she's a hundred years old, but she's an eight-year-old yeah. actor. Yeah. So you know you want to get to the point where someone's at their physical peak, and then turn them. Yeah. So she's been living this this lie for over a hundred years, and now she's starting to question it because everything that she learned was a lie. However, she still has all this training and all this knowledge and all this experience. And so it does, she it goes into where she goes into expressing her emotions and her feelings and she's basically been humanized only to have that be taken away from her when Michael supposedly gets killed. And she yeah, she loses it and flips she loses her it. shit. She loses but her that's, shit. But even that's more humanizing because, you know, she you know, through the whole beginning of the movie when she first encounters him she's like i don't mm-hmm. care you're a human it's forbidden i can't do anything and then she starts to fall for him because he's fighting alongside her and now she's like you know what he's all i have i need to take him with me but i'm i'm gonna let him make his own choices and his yep. own decisions i'm not gonna force she's him she's always along been the way independent that- and you see that she's always been independent and with Michael just not listening to her. She's like, well, you know, screw you. Do do what you want, you know. I'm not going to tell you no. Which I can tell you as a married man that anytime your wife says, do what you want, don't do what you want. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure there are folks out there that can relate. When, yeah, when that said to you, just do what you want. Don't, don't do that. Do the opposite. Do what she wants because otherwise you'll end up buying an entire room full of presents. But, yeah, she like you were saying, like she becomes humanized. She remembers who she was because she hasn't been a vampire for that long. For that long, relatively speaking. She has flashbacks and this is where So I'm I'm guessing she was like 21, 24 when she got turned because yes. you said she's been a vampire, you know, she's 124 years old or whatever. Yeah, she's been she was turned at a really young age. So I was, she was probably turned right before Victor got into his his crypt. Like that was like the last thing he did. Yeah, because I I'm I don't know vampire vampire history and that's all. okay I do. Uh, shut up, Patrick. I do. I know you do. We've heard it on Trick or Treat Radio. No, you have. Oh yeah, what about the with the tattoos? The tattoos. Yes. Vampires can't get tattoos. Okay, right no, 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 this, no, 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 don't do that. Um, they can also get their ears pierced too. I won't get into that, but <laughs> they can do that. Yeah. So we we basically at the end of the film, she's getting revenge. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was just trying to give you guys like a sign. Oh. I wasn't trying to distract. Oh, no, sorry. Well, know. next time, don't use pom poms. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! So this is for Patsy. Oh, so we see Celine just going ape shit on Marcus, where where Marcus and his brother. I forgot his Marcus's name. brother. Uh, I don't remember. I'm just going to call him Mitch. That seems right. That sounds like a good vampire name. Mitch and Marcus. Mitch. And they go for alliterative names. God, you and the alliterate stuff. And his other brother, Voltron. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like a vampire. No. No, it just says no. It sounds like a collection of lion robots. Yes. Has anybody done that before? We can try now. I'm going to look into that. And so with Celine out for revenge she finds out that michael is still alive he just needed some time to recuperate from yeah because he got the shit kicked out yeah, of him he did and that's what really set her off because she's now she's got to fight the original werewolf the original the original vampire. vampire she lost the love of her life practically she has nobody michael fucked up some of these like there were some good there were some good fights like yes. he ripped a guy's face off another dude got killed by a helicopter yeah like they were fighting and like just got kicked into a helicopter and like that's how he died 
But Selene is proving herself to be like this immensely powerful vampire. Well, she I don't does, know what she, it is. She did because she got the blood from the original oh, yeah, the she, dad. Yeah, the dad. She, uh, uh, what's his name? Victor. Not but Victor. No, 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 no. And she also bit the other guy. But yeah, she's she turns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she bites the the the, the dad of the the Vic, cor- Mark Marcus and Mitch's Mitch, Marcus and Mitch's dad. Dad's yes, dad. Uh, and uh, she gets his blood. So I mean that you know that kind of uh, spurs her along. And then like we see at the end of the film because it was brought up in the beginning of the film that you know she uh, she can't be in sunlight sunlight touched her and you know her her fair pale vampire skin started crackling away and she looked kind of like uh, the dude at the end of um, uh, she kind of looked like uh, Darth Vader when he gets uh, tossed into the, the lava and everything mm-hmm. like before he gets his cool uh, emo suit yeah um, you know and we see that she's able to stand there in sunlight and she's like oh I'm so great and like you know, she's hugging with Michael. And he's like, oh, this is so romantic. <laughs> Always with love stories with these uh, vampires and werewolves. It's ridiculous. But you you want to know something that's insane? What? Is my membrane going to... The 1931 Todd Browning Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actors who played uh, Van Helsing mm-hmm. and and uh, Dracula mm-hmm. were named Ed- Edward and Bella. That's, oh, that's Fun fact for everybody. That's not my science fact, but that's a fun movie fact for everybody. Oh, so now we know the... Uh, or not origin. so fun. No, <laughs> it's not so fun because... It was fun, you know, from 1932 until... Or 1931 until And then the Stephanie f- Myers took it with her Twilight. That is really uh, sad that I know that. Oh. There's nothing wrong with knowing who wrote something. Yeah, but I read all the books and the last book just made me hate. I read all the books too. I was told that the vampires from that book would beat the vampires from my book. And I was like, well, I don't know any of the... I can't, you know, intelligently talk about it mm-hmm. without reading the source material. Yeah. So that's what I did. I read the source material and, you know, once I was done, I gave all the books away because I didn't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. But I did read the stories because, yeah. you know, I can't make an accurate comparison and talk some- about something if I haven't researched it. I and really didn't think we would talk about Twilight with slowly this crazy. Well, no. I mean, when you bring up vampires, you yeah. have to bring up other other um, interpretations. Yeah. But, I mean, Celine is the total polar opposite of a Bella character who is like, you know, my, uh, Stephen King said it best. You know, he said, you know, the difference between reading Harry Potter and reading... Uh, Twilight. Twilight series. He said Harry Potter is all about, you know, the will to persevere and to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and and you know, no matter what it takes, you know, fight for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Twilight is the importance of having a boyfriend. <laughs> and, and being it, all emo and It really is. And it's garbage. Yes. Um, Don't read Twilight. No, you read it if you want, you know, if you, like if you're going to be like me, you know, even you want to yeah. you know, be able to speak intelligently about it. Um, you know, watch the movies or read the books whatever you want to do and then you know we can always discuss this i mean yeah, this is true, again yeah. our podcast is about characters that we love and characters that we, we, we don't love quite so much yes so you know i can see us doing a, an episode about you know everything wrong twi- that's about twilight yeah we can do that so All i mean right. you know i'm not again i'm not going to discount any characters just that's because true. it may not be part of something that i'm a huge fan of yeah. you know we might have a guest on that absolutely loves stephanie myers and all her work and wants to talk about it All so right. We are not going to. I'm not dissing it. I just oh, I know you. Your your opinion is you don't think it's uh, worth a read. Yeah. And my opinion is read it and decide for yourself. Yeah. And so, what are your thoughts about Underworld and Celine? I uh, I really like Celine. Uh, I've seen this movie three or four times. I've seen the the second one three or four times. Uh, I've not seen the third one. It's very similar to. Uh, the Halloween series of movies where the third movie doesn't really have anything to do with the main, you know, like with Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis and all that. It's kind of like a, it's a sequel, but it's like a, it's a like, different chapter. It's like the Mummy series and you got the Scorpion King, kind of kind of similar to like that. You know what I'm Well, that's more of like a split off from, that's a, that's a um, what the hell do they call it? Spin off. Um, because it's not really part of the yeah. continuation. All I mean, right. it's taking a character that's in one movie and then mm-hmm. putting it somewhere else. Yeah. But with this, it's it's a prequel. So I, I believe Bill Nye is in it. 
you know, playing playing uh, Victor. Victor and what's his name's in it playing uh, Sheehan's in it playing um, Lucian. Lucian, yeah. So like it's those characters, but it has really. I mean, I, I do again. I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure that like you know they show Celine as a child. They show yeah. the the slaughter of her entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is you know that aspect to it, but yeah. you know Kate Beckinsale's not in it you know in any meaningful way. So it's kind of like the background, and then she comes back for the fourth film, which again I have not seen. I haven't either, but I'm going to. Selena's just a wonderful character. I really enjoy her, um, especially with Blade coming out. Before I know, Len Wiseman had talked about that when we didn't have a female action characters. That wasn't a big thing, and then you have this unknown actress to to uh, action, and we have a great story, a great character that we see her evolve through two films and then definitely evolves again at the fourth film. I will disagree with you slightly. Um, It's not really a disagreement. I think you just, the way you worded it was weird. Um, Because we have had uh, female action stars, you know, Ellen Ripley, Leia Organa. Yeah. What's her name? Sarah Connor from Terminator. It's just we hadn't had one in a while. In a while, and you know, even Trinity in the Matrix was kind of a badass, but she really she wasn't a relatable character. Like there were no real female leads uh, when it came to like you know comic movies and things like that. Mm -hmm. Because this is a comic movie. Yeah, Um, and it does it basically does path make a pathway to comic book. Um, superheroes and female superhero. Se- sorry, female superheroes. Yeah, yeah female. which you don't you don't see enough of. I think, and we are actually going to have a lot, especially with Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. the Black Widow. Finally, Wonder Woman finally getting her own film. Yes, too. That one as like well. Like for the first time in forever. Yes. Um, but uh, I think we should. Uh, I think that's a, a good spot to to break it, yeah. on. So. All right. Why don't we go to our, uh, our our second break there, Wolfie? All right, let me cue one up. All right. Uh, which one? Okay, yeah. This is this oh, is yeah. a different one. One make pl- me sure to play a different one. Oh yeah, let's go with that one. I like that. All right, let's do that one. Patrick Rahal is in the motherfucking house. That's true. Yes, you are. Well, um, if you guys are interested in the Underworld series, the first two films are on Netflix. So there's no excuse not to see them. You don't have to pay anything except for the monthly Netflix. Although, if you're like... Unless you're bumming it off somebody else. Like everyone that is using my account. I have so many people on my account, but it's all right. I love Uh, them all. Um, So... So we don't have any feedback this week, no. which is fine. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get some more next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used up all of our, our feedback last week. Um, <laughs> we probably should have spread it out a little bit, but I got greedy and I wanted uh, I wanted to hear it's all about you. It is. Have you listened to the song? 
Yeah. This is a a, a tiny white original. Um, I don't think you can find that anywhere. Wolfie, is that on any on, on any of the greatest hits compilations? I uh, do not believe this is. I think we did do the Benedict Cumberbunch. I love that one. Which was uh, similar. It would have it would have been uh, a little. Uh, let me turn Dynamo down here. <laughs> Quiet, Dynamo. He's always trying to get on everyone's show. Jesus Christ, Dynamo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, we had another similar. The, the Benedict Cumberbunch one was a, was a similar one. So, Well, I we, think, you know, this has got to be track one on uh, volume three then. Oh, I mean, as, as far as my suggestions go, which mean nothing. Don't because listen I have to no, him, uh, Johnny. Don't listen to I him. Have no, I have no say when that comes to that. I'm just merely suggesting, giving the people what they want. I think they already hear it enough while listening to our show. Is it really enough, though? Yes, it is. It's never enough. I mean, <laughs> I mean to play devil's advocate here for a moment... Uh, do you really want to have to listen through all of this, all of our show to see to hear this? Of course you fucking do. But sometimes you don't have an hour. Sometimes you just want to listen to a song and, you know, I, I, I'm going to start that campaign. Uh, hashtag make it number one. I got to work on my hashtag really skills. Did you just really hashtag this? I, uh, I apparently just did. Hashtag. So this is the part of the show because we don't have any feedback. We're going to no. get right into our... Uh, our our matchup this week. Yeah, I was and gonna say. Who's I up? I got to pick last week, so I get to pick this time. Nicole is gonna pick. She's gonna tell you what division the uh, Ooh, battle is in, oh, and man. then she's gonna give you the two combatants, so you can vote on uh yeah, on our our email. You can vote on the Facebook group. You can vote um on on uh Twitter. What the hell? Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. that's the other thing. Um, Tweet us. You can vote as many times as you want. Uh, it'll only be counted once. Yes. Uh, uh, whoever your first your pick. first pick is, you can't unless you come up with a compelling reason to switch. Um, we're only going to count your vote once. Yes. So I mean, again, vote as many times as you want. Drive up our uh, our uh, our social media. I mean, our it's going to look yeah, yes. it's going to look like we have a shit ton of interaction. So I if know, you want to vote two hundred times, uh, go for it. You know, we're not going to stop you. I will probably retweet about fifty of that. So. Whatever you what you know, if you if you send us something and you tell us that you like us and we're awesome, we will retweet you. We will uh, follow you if we're not already following you. And uh, I have a lot of followers. Um, one of my one of my favorite followers is uh, David Michael Lett, uh, who some of you might recognize as the producer of the Sharknado films. Oh no no no! We're and not Anthony talking. Ferrante, who directed the Sharknado films. You and you and can be uh, you can be damn sure that we are going to be reviewing uh, some shark some shark related uh, characters, <sighs> especially with uh, Sharknado Four coming out. I on haven't July seen any 31st. of them. Well, you're going to change that. Yeah, well, we'll see how bad nope. that. Nope. I saw that uh, Sharknado Four is going to have uh, Seth Rollins from the WWE in it. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shark. Uh, there's a lot of shark movies with with uh, WWE or former WWE. I think number. Number three it's had uh, Chris Jericho in it, uh, oh, and of course, around? one of the the shows that uh, one of one of the movies that you all know that I like, Three Headed Shark Attack, oh. featured Rob Van Dam as one of the main characters. Oh, Patrick! He gave the frog a, uh, I mean, the, he gave the shark a frog splash, <laughs> give him a moon salt, and uh, just in uh, you know typical Rob Van Dam fashion, when he did the moon salt, did he, he injured do his himself. like little thumb gimmicks, like pointing at like this guy? No, I don't remember him doing that, but I might I might have to give that a rewatch. Okay, well, you do that. I'm going to reveal the next match. Reveal the next matchup. What I division are we in? I'm going to go go Guns Are Fun. Okay, Guns I'm, Are Fun division. I'm going to change it up a little bit. I would probably go with Supernatural Superstars, but I figured... We can do that next time. Yeah. Um. So this matchup is going to be with Char... Uh, Char... Oh, great. Oh, Cherry yeah, Darling. Cherry Darling. And what is she from? She is from one of the Quentin Tarantino films. Planet Terror. She is you, uh, played by Rose McGowan. She has the machine gun on her leg after yes. she gets her leg. Uh, she gets attacked by the the zombies, and uh, at first she gets her leg replaced by a uh, wooden table leg, uh, and then later on uh, she gets the uh, she gets the uh, looks like a, some sort of assault rifle with a grenade launching yeah. capability on it. And she's going to go up against Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. 
doesn't necessarily have to be Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, but okay, just Black fine. Widow. Because okay, we, fine. We Black do, Widow. We do meld all genres together, you know, all mediums. Okay, sorry. So Black Widow. This is once again, I I skipped rehearsal. Nicole (laughs) had this whole plan out and I was like, sorry, uh, I needed to sleep. So (laughs) I went to sleep instead of going to rehearsal because I needed my sleep. Yeah, right. You don't need sleep. That's what happened. Yeah, so there we go. So that's the matchup. So definitely hit us with Facebook and Twitter. Let us know who you think is going to win that uh, matchup. Yeah, whatever you... I mean, we accept smoke signals. Uh, if you know how to do smoke signals, uh, I'm signals. pretty good. Yeah, if you have a bat signal... Morse code? Uh, Morse, Morse code, code, yes. Okay. I'll, get, I'll hit you guys up for your Morse code. Yep. Yes. Uh, Braille. Uh, we can do Braille. Oh, uh, Patrick, no. I don't... Okay, fine. Whatever... So, you know, we're not going <laughs> to exclude anyone. <laughs> okay. This is radio, not TV. People can listen along and send us a Braille message. Yes, Braille us. Oh, my God. All right. Do you have a fact or what? I do. I have a uh, uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd fun science fact of the week. Uh, and this is a space fact, again. Um, 5,000 light years away is located the Boomerang Nebula, which is the coldest spot in the known universe. It is. It clocks in at one degree Kelvin. Uh, anything less than that, then, all, then you're at absolute zero and all molecular movement stops. Uh, so one degree Kelvin is equivalent to negative 458 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, the reason it's so cold is that the gases of the nebula expand so quickly that the temperature drops. Uh, think of like your computer duster that you use out of the spray can, mm-hmm. how cold that can gets when you're holding it yep. because it's expelling gas so quickly that the gas is cool. When you, when you expel the gas like that, when they expand, mm-hmm. uh, they get very, very cold. And this is the coldest place wow. in the known universe. Science. Yes, that was science. <laughs> that was science that was just dropped. Yeah. Well. I think that's going to do it for this yes. uh, episode two here. Yes. If you're still listening, thank you for still listening to us. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you next Thursday. We will see you next Thursday. <laughs>